listeners, welcome in to Me, Me, Me and Me by Kidney's Craft Collective. I'm your host Louise and today is the 28th of May. We're nearly at the end, listeners, don't worry. And today I thought I would talk to you about something that I didn't make all myself but I was very much a part of and this is the Caithness School panel of the Great Scottish Tapestry. I've got my book here, so... This was an idea and it was from Alistair Moffat and Alexander McCall Smith. There was this tapestry called the Preston Pans, which depicted the war or battles of Preston Pans back in whenever. And it was, it's not actually a tapestry as such, it's more of an embroidery. So the name is slightly... um, not right, but that's okay because I don't mind. Now they call it the um, tapestry of the Battle of Hastings, and it's technically not either because a tapestry is different stitches. <laughs> it's an embroidery and stitch, but that's semantics. And back in two thousand and twelve, um, I was in Keithness Textile Artists, and one of our group. Valerie Barker, who used to be my teacher when I was at school, um, had seen this advert and it was asking for groups of stitchers to come forward and be part of this big event. And um, she put it to us and we looked and went, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, Mm, okay. And we agreed to it. And then um, there was back and forward, back and forward. And then there was no realisation by me about how absolutely big this thing was. It came as a piece of fabric and it was about a metre by a metre and a half, or a metre and a half by a metre and a half square. And I remember looking at it going, well, we've got till June, because we didn't get it until the November time because they were delayed in putting stuff out. And there was this huge big pause for me going, I just don't see how we're going to manage it. Um, I had two small children at the time and I knew that I couldn't contribute as much as possibly was needed. And um, turns out my stitching's not that good either. <laughs> I used to think I was pretty good at embroidery. But then our group was Valerie Barker, Joan Dancer, me, Dorothy Johnson... Ella Lawrence, Shirley MacLeod, Celia Moore and Catherine Smith, Swanson. And we used to stitch in or meet in the church hall and we do textile art and stuff. And I actually had pulled out another piece that I was thinking I would talk to you about. And then I thought, oh, I could talk about the tapestry. Now, I was a group, part of a group, so I didn't make all of it, but... I very much helped to do it. So we were sent this big, huge piece of fabric and we were sent a whole pile of um, threads. And threads were in, they were wool threads and it was tapestry wools. And there were different colours, it was all kept together. And if you got given the tapestry that week, it was like a suitcase worth of stuff and if you got the tapestry that week that it was all consuming 
I had to keep it away from the dog. I had to make sure that the bairns didn't touch it. And I had to get to work on it. I had to get the right colour. And it was, at the time, not a chore, but it was hard work. But somebody out there had this vision of all these panels coming together because there are about 160 of them and they were all pretty much a metre by a metre or a metre and a half by a metre and a half squared. Some of them were slightly smaller and some of them were a bit bigger than that. And they were so known by people all over Scotland from Shetlands down to the borders. Some people in England had a shot and um, it was to get this piece of fabric made and then they were to be exhibited in Scottish Parliament in August of that year. I went down with my family, um, the rest of the group managed to go, or not, some of them managed to go together and they saw it as well. There are, now the actual whole tapestry has got its own building and this is in Gala Shields and the Borders and I would love to go and you can get there, I could get there by plane to Edinburgh and then train all the way down and then I could go and visit you Angela, that sounds just amazing doesn't it? And apparently you can buy a season ticket for the tapestry building and whilst the architecture of the building itself people are a bit suspect about, but I haven't seen it so I won't comment, um, but I will say that when I went to see the exhibition myself and then again when we went to see a limited part of selection of it in Inverness a year later, there is so much to look at. You could go back every day for a month and see something that you hadn't seen before. Now, in our panel, we did the Keithness School in 1851. And I'm going to read you what the, the book says, because... After the panels were put together, they took photographs of everything and they asked us for um, our names and where we'd stitched it. And I think they already had the information about the panels. Um, but I'm going to read what ours said. By the 19th century, the dream of John Knox and the reformers had been realised. There was a school in almost every parish in Scotland and one of the consequences was a high level of mass literacy. At between 70 and 70%, 70 it was the highest in Britain in the counties of Caithness and Berwickshire. But the picture was patchy. In Lanarkshire, attendance at school was below 50%. But when school boards came into existence in 1872, and they took over much of education from the church, standard rose. Scotland's universities, especially Glasgow, pioneered the needs of students drawn from an urban and middle-class background rather than providing an education for the gentry. It offered degrees in law, medicine, engineering, science and divinity. Entrance qualifications were standardised. Women were admitted in the 1890s, with St Andrews taking the lead. Education continues to be set at a premium in Scotland, at least in theory. <laughs> That's true. But the brief window that allowed children to progress from school to university with fees paid for by the local authority and a maintenance grant from the Scottish Education Department is now closed. This obviously restricts the number of talented young people who can benefit from Scotland's great educational tradition. Uh, that was our panel, and because we had the Keithness School, we thought that everybody else in Scotland had something that reflected where they came from, but that wasn't actually the case. The tapestry exhibition, all 160 panels, are from when Scotland was formed, 
back in when there was molten lava and stuff, all the way through to modern days when the parliament itself was seated and everything in between. And it has things like the Roslyn Channel Chapel panel, which was stolen and then restitched again by the same stitchers. Um, it has anything and everything about history, the people, the places, the architecture, the battles, um, the scenery, and it it's just there's so much history from beginning of time to now. So you can kind of see why. I remember when I went in, I was so excited. We stood in this big queue. The children probably were a bit bored, but it was quite exciting. And then I stood beside it and it was lit from above. And I still thought it needed a little bit of ironing, but it was so exciting to see it. And then I was just like, oh, and then talking to everybody about it, it's like, oh, that's the bit I made. So I stitched um, the hill in Caithness called Morven with a bit called the Flow Country, which is where it's bogs and uh, water and peat and stuff. And then some flagstones and sheep, which were very important. We had Jeannie Neep, who was picking up some turnips. There was uh, the last clan battle, Alt Namarlich, which is near Wick. There's a memorial for there. We've got Hen Harrier. Alexander Bain, who invented the electric clock and the time machine. He came from Keithness. There's a low croft hoosie, which has got... Um, what's that called? Thatched roof and lovely Ella did that. We've got the Duncansby stacks, which are great big rock formations off the coast. We've got the type of boat that used to sail in 1851. We've got a lighthouse, which are very important at the time because it, there was no such things as radar. And then we've got the herring fisher lady who was pick, collecting the herring and then walking into Wick to sell it. And in the middle, we've got the school teacher with the bairns handing her some peat because sometimes they, it used to cost a penny, but they couldn't always pay the penny, so they would pay in peat. And um, the girls' dresses are embroidered with scenes of harbours, or uh, one of the lassies has got fish in her, embroidered into her hair, and then one of the jumpers has got a cable jumper, and then we decided that the one who was wearing a shirt and tie, who was the best looking boy out of it, he was the minister's son. And then there was the school teacher herself and she had her hair in a bun and it has a fish embroidered over the bun. And it was layers of layers of stitching. And then we had all the names of the different schools embroidered onto the desks. When we got the panel, we took it to the local heritage centre and the lovely Harry Gray went through it and just said, well, this is kind of what would have happened exactly at that point in time. So we changed slightly things with agreement from the organisers. And we got a, a visit from some of the stitchers, including Dory Wilkie, who's so extremely good at stitching. And she took up some other panels. We made some other stitchers in Thurso. And we got an idea of what more we could do. And it was an extremely wonderful experience. And also, Celia and Shirley are no longer with us. And when we went down to um, Edinburgh to see the 
the panel. I think it was Dorothy that went down and she happened to be standing beside our panel and somebody was there and says, oh, are you from Keith? And so she says, oh, yes, I am, in her Arcadian accent. And she says, oh, I was say, either at school or Celia's bridesmaid or she knew her very well. And Dorothy, she says, but I've lost touch with her. And Dorothy says, oh, well. And they became um, back in touch. And now that poor Celia's not with us anymore, it must have been very special. So, again, it's stories about something that you've made and the background and then all these layers of things that you never, ever could have thought that would happen just from seeing an advert in a paper. So, sort of like, fear the fear and do it anyway. We all became much better stitches, stitchers and embroiderers from this project. And when we see each other again, we often go, oh, that was such a good project. It was hard at the time, but it was very, very worth it. Listeners, if you ever get the chance to go and see this tapestry or one of the other tapestries that are about, then please do go and marvel at people's wonderful, wonderful work.